This is BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now live from Studio C, it's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live, your day-to-day play-by-play back in Studio C, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It is Wednesday, July 27th, wherever and however you're connected. Great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up alongside a man who gets ready for this show with some real hard-nosed heavy metal, Jerem Jordan. Last night I went to Google Dolls, and the bass guitar player looked just like Tim Lacombe, like spitting image. It was shocking. Uh, with purple long hair. I thought, has Tim grown out his hair? Shout out to the former it, assistant basketball coach at BYU. I didn't know Tim played with the Goo Goo Dolls. That's cool. I didn't but, know Goo Goo Dolls was considered heavy metal either. <laughs> it's not. Uh, <laughs> but uh, Kingsley Suamataia, uh, he, he works out with heavy metal. This picture came out from BYU football. Yeah. Where he is literally headed to Dante's Inferno, <laughs> chained up to do uh, you know, some, some body pull-ups. Or something like this is this is an unbelievable photo. Also, he is a massive human being. Yeah, like he's like 6'6", 325 or something. Like those are next level huge. tricep dips. Just you're racked in chains. I mean, that is like like if I'm teaching Sunday school and I'm talking about like Satan's influence on your life, it's like that's the that's the image <laughs> I want out there. Like holy shnikey. Kingsley's overcoming it. He's overcoming. Yes, the chains of sin. Now that In that is heavy room. metal, quite Liter- literally. Literally, yeah, exactly. that is heavy metal. I wonder if he's listening to Goo Goo Dolls while he was doing those. Definitely not. He's he's not listening to Black <laughs> Balloon. I'll tell you that. Or or Slide, <laughs> Iris, I, Iris. It's like ah, oh, that's sitting the spot. <laughs> Nothing gets you going, gets you ready for a game and a big Goo- big workout like Iris. Goo Goo Dolls, huge with Polynesians. <laughs> oh. There may or may not be more Goo Goo Dolls references in today's show lineup. What I can guarantee is that we are discussing which matters more in the new Big 12 grant of media rights deal. Is it money or is it network? Do you care more about the channel and when you get to watch the game or is it just strictly a money race? And well, as long as the Big 12 makes more money than the Pac-12, that's what matters most. You tell us. <laughs> Craig Bowlerjack has worked from coast to coast calling college football. He's now the voice of the Utah Jazz on TV. He will tell us what matters most to television networks. And he's a guy that played for Kansas State. He understands the Big 12. He will join us live. Not to mention Johnny Linehan. Why do we have Johnny Linehan on today? Because we are discussing two different BYU players, one on the Lou Groza Award watch list, the other on the Ray Guy Award watch list. It is quite the kicking tandem. Is it the best kicking tandem in all of college football? Johnny Linehan will tell us that BYU currently has that. Bring on today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Jake Holdroyd is on the Lou Groza Award watch list for best kicker in the country, and Ryan Rico, the best player on BYU's football team, is on the Ray Guy Award watch list for best punter. The Cougars are lucky to have this combo for a third straight season. More on that in just a bit. Taysom Hill will play some quarterback this season, according to New Orleans Saints head coach Dennis Allen. That reported by Locked On Saints reporter Ross Jackson. To quote the coach, he said, I think he's going to provide multiple roles for us. There will be a lot of working with the tight end grouping, but yet, you know, he'll take some snaps from the quarterback position, end quote. This is nothing new for Taysom Hill. He's just now 
moving back into the role that made him famous in the NFL of the Swiss Army Knife. Yes, they did sign Andy Dalton in the offseason, so they're not going to run him regularly at QB, which is disappointing, right, for BYU fans. But uh, obviously, he's going to be used as effectively as possible. Jim Fredette scores 21 points, hits the game-winning shot. That's the money team, beat the men of Mackey 92-75. Take that, Purdue. Fredette plays again tonight against the Red Scare at 7 Eastern in the Dayton Regional Final, which is also the round of 16 on ESPN2. The Red Scare are the University of Dayton's compilation Oh, it's team. a road game now. So this becomes, yeah, essentially a road game of in sorts. In the first four locations. And how about the social media love that Jim Fredette gets? I mean, everybody, ESPN, the basketball tournament, obviously, Sports Illustrated, Barstool Sports, they're all tweeting about Jimmer. They're like, oh yeah, that guy. He's still around. He's still going, man. The NCAA Division I Competition Oversight Committee agrees in principle to expand a tournament. <gasps> it's the men's volleyball tournament from seven to 12 teams. If approved, this would begin in 2024. Big fan of this, and I'll explain why later in the program. It's a move they needed to make. To go all the way to 12? Yes. It's perfect. I'll tell you why later. All right. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. What's Trending presented by Tim Daly Ford, part of the Tim Daly Auto Group serving Utah since 1968. I just brought it up. Which matters more to you when you're thinking about a new television deal for your beloved BYU Cougars and the Big 12 Conference? Is it about access to those teams, specifically the channels that those games will be presented on, Fox, ESPN? Or has it become more about, well, what will they pay my beloved school and the Big 12 Conference? Is it more than the Pac-12? That's what matters most. What do you think, Jerem? What's more important to you? Which channels you can watch BYU games on? Or is it all about the Benjamins? Well, let's talk through this. So, obviously, the access to see the games matters to BYU fans. Big fan base, national, world fan base, which is awesome. We, we know that. We've seen it. We love it. Uh, but also, if BYU can get you know, more TV money, obviously, than it's been getting, they will. It's just whether it's like three times as much or like eight times as much or whatever mm -hmm. in that range. Mm -hmm. Is Does that mean BYU can hang in the arms race more, and will they get – better talent, which means better product on the field. Do we equate the TV contract with success on the field in that way? If you're Maryland and Rutgers, it doesn't really matter. Like, that doesn't translate in the same way that maybe we think BYU would. I think BYU can get better talent if it has okay. more TV money. Granted, everyone in the league is going to get that amount starting in 2025. A reminder of the existing deal, BYU will get about half in the first two years, and then they will have a new TV contract that kicks in in 25, and they will have a full share. And the current so deal right now are. is $42 million per year per school. So BYU is expecting 20-ish million dollars for the first two years. Which we anticipate that's three or four times what BYU has been getting, something like that. It might just be twice. We're An not, upgrade, no doubt upgrade about it. Upgrade, for sure. Uh, I, I think it's the money, I think. And I think it's probably both, because I believe that the traditional linear channels like an ESPN, a Fox, or a CBS will be the ones that have the biggest bid anyway. I don't see Amazon Prime or Netflix or Apple TV Plus coming in uh, off the, uh, from the upper ropes with a deal that's like bigger. I, I just don't necessarily see that in the future for the Big 12 per se. And we're talking primarily about uh, primary and secondary rights, yes. meaning 
first, first rights, second rights. Buick TV, we've tr traditionally been a tertiary or third rights holder. We'll do the games of the first and second pass on, if you will. In men's basketball for the WCC, it's ESPN, it's CBS Sports, and then it's BYU TV. So that's a little peek behind the curtain. I think it's the money because I think it's probably those traditional channels anyway. If I told you the Big 12 signed a primary deal with CBS and CBS Sports and subsequently Paramount Plus, its streaming provider, I'm not bugged that much. I can watch the games in 2022 pretty easily. You can find them much more easily yeah. than when BYU opted for the Mountain and Versus back in 2006, right? It's not going to be difficult to find the game. You're not going to have Kirk Herbstreet on ESPN College Game Day saying, now it's going to take you a little bit to find the game, like mocking the but it should be a good game. Yeah, those days are gone. And with the streaming rights, I could see a deal where I mean, Amazon or Google or whatever comes in and they do like a Thursday night game or like not your typical Saturday game where they're just trying to like isolate an audience on the uncommon weeknight, a Thursday night, Friday night situation. So I could see them getting involved with a new deal that way, but I'm with you. It's going to be Fox. It's going to be ESPN. It'll be CBS, and I think it's going to be, as far as the Big 12 goes, similar money. And I'm not the only one. I mean, Baylor's athletic director, Mac Rhodes, feels very confident that even with Texas and Oklahoma leaving, that the new Big 12, with the four teams coming in, will have at least the $42 million per year that will match what they're making right now. That feels crazy to me. Which is, whoa, that right? Feels crazy. I, I mean, you want to talk why about like would... coming up the top rope? Yes. Like here comes Baylor's AD off the top rope with that number, right? Why would it stay the same with the two biggest brands gone? Like that doesn't make any logistical sense. Well, is whatsoever. it just because of inflation and because things are becoming more expensive? Like, Perhaps. Because if Texas and Oklahoma State, if they're already at $42 million, those brands are worth more. The television rights are getting bigger and bigger. Maybe it would have been so $60 been million per year. Yeah, who knows? 42 would be amazing. And, and uh, yeah, trust me. So to answer your question, yeah, I'm talking all about money. To me, yeah, it's more about the money. Because it's I'd, going to be easy to find the channel. Yeah, now, well, the channels are not going to be different. Yes, and, and also, like, if you're a little older and you're not using streaming services traditionally, you know, get someone to help you find it because it's not terribly difficult. You can find it. It's out there, right? And part of the BYU audience is, uh, you know, wanting to make sure they can find the game in that way. It's going to be all right either way. BYU is about to get paid, dog. Back the Brinks truck up because BYU is going to get paid either way. Now, it's a new paradigm too, right? Because, like, these schools are like, well, you could be making a hundred million a year per team, like if you were if you were in the million. Big Ten or the SEC. You're not going to be in those. BYU's coming from a position where they weren't even close to half of what the Big Twelve was making this year, right? BYU jumping to twenty-one million per year. We think BYU's in the what eight to twelve range. It's it's not okay, a and that's not confirmed. They don't have to reveal a, that information. They they don't have to. Um, yeah, we think BYU's in that range, right? We think they're at least doubling they're what they're double, used to. They might quadruple. Like, so, so what does this mean? This means you can keep up in the arms race somewhat with facilities. And what BYU does is unique uh, from a business standpoint is they don't actually build stuff until they have that money. Mm -hmm. As opposed to, no, we know we're going to get it. We'll start building it. Now, they raise the money, and then they raise money to take care of the building for like 10 years in perpetuity. Well, in perpetuity means forever. Like, <laughs> yes. So that's what they did with the annex, and uh, you know it took a, it took a minute to get all that money. Um, but listen, BYU's got money. Like let's not act like they don't. They bought Y Mountain, they bought Provo High, mm -hmm. they're building a new uh, HVAC, Harris Fine Arts Center. There's another building that's that's similar to the HVAC that's almost done under construction. 
Sure, he's got money. Yes, it's not an issue. Like the the, the arms race is interesting because I do wish BYU would have a little more high end. BYU does have good stuff and high end stuff. I want it all high end because if this is really what we think it is, relative to sort of messaging for the church and and uh, what what the PR of like who BYU is, why not? Why not field the best possible team you can with incredible NIL deals out there in the, in the amazing Utah County, continue to build the facilities up there, get the best talent who are members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and other great fits, which, of which there are many, and now you are uh, this huge brand that we all love and adore with BYU, where you really make an impact, not only in the Big 12, but in the country, and you uh, positively affect people in this community and elsewhere. Now you're talking, but it takes dollar bills. Yes, and it's not a fast process at BYU. You brought up it can be. Provo High School. Maybe it's a faster process Make with the Big faster. 12 financial bump. We think Make it will it be. Yeah. You brought up the Provo High School property. I feel like that's the sleeping giant. What are they going to do I with feel that? like we that is the sleeping know. giant. Yes. If you want to like upgrade athletics facilities and like build new stuff, that's where you do it. Like it's the across science, the street from the indoor practice facility. Like the science department's like, no, we want it. I feel like that's the sleeping giant for athletics. It's the Provo High School property. What if they just use it as is? <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? They played a spring football game over there before. And you want to know what I mean? On the football field. It's a nice turf field. To answer the question, petty BYU fan, and there are many, <laughs> there are many when it comes to comparing BYU to rivals specifically. Utah. And, and rival conferences. There is a rival conference. Yeah. The Pac-12. The Pac-12. It's become the rival conference. Yes. It's become about, well, as long as the Big 12 makes more money per school than the Pac-12 is making per school. What do we need? Then we're good. What do we need? One dollar? Then we're good. Do we need now, one oh, million we make, more? We make more money per school than in our conference than you guys. Like, that's what it's become. I wonder what that's going to look like. Because we're going to know the Pac-12 TV deal here in the next Listen, month just seek out the think. West Virginia bloggers. They'll tell you everything you need to know about the they new Pac-12 deal. Everything they know everything. Said no one. It's been reported by the West Virginia bloggers, $24.5 million for school, upwards of to 30 to 35 Those guys, right? They know. <laughs> that number is going to be lower than you want it to be. But it's uh, compared to others. But it's right. No, I'm sorry. In- I'm saying they're talking about the Pac-12. Oh, like, right, right, right. So if but, Mac Rhodes is right, Baylor's that, AD, then well, Big 12, yeah. I hope it's that big. Uh, I'd, I'd be surprised. We'll that's see. A, that's a, certainly Mac knows more than I do uh, about the subject, but that would be a big chunk, man. Our question of the day, which is more important to you, the channels you can watch games of your favorite college football team on or how much money your school is making from their current television deal and why? Let's go to Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. At NCrowley19 answers on Twitter, for sure what channel I watch it on. I have full confidence in the money management of the athletic program. They operate in the black, speaking of BYU, as they say. However, me trying to find a way to get to ESPNU or ESPN3 or the Pac-12 network. You won't have to worry about them. Yeah, extremely frustrating. Colton Hammer on Twitter pa- says... pac Network's going to go away in the new TV Oh, absolutely. Deal, you would think. They're done. They're done. Let Larry Scott's vision, and like he drove that thing into the ground. It didn't, it didn't work. Yeah. Colton Hammer on Twitter says, Ambition. hard to say. It's nice to be broadcast on the most watched channels, but if that boost in money is giving BYU even more resources that, that is resulting in more wins, I'll take that money all day, every day. Quick thought. If it is on a streaming service that is less viewable, are we not back in the versus mountain situation? With more money? 
because we cared well, about visibility. At least, at least you can sign up for said streaming service and watch it in high definition. We we were very concerned about access and visibility. Would that not be the same? Uh, no, thing? access is there, right? You got to pay four ninety nine, whatever. At least you can stream it in ten eighty i and not one hundred and twenty pixels. People could have streamed, but were frustrated by the inability to get access. No, people that had Dish Network couldn't even get it. Yeah, like you're, you're like this isn't about TV products. This is about internet. Yeah. So I think it's a little different. But does everyone have the internet? We'll discuss coming <laughs> up. Which BYU tw uh, Big 12 athletic director feels like this deal, as you mentioned? We'll discuss more about what Mac Rhodes from Baylor said. And Craig Bowlerjack, the voice of the Utah Jazz, and a guy who has very close to college football. He's called at the highest level. He's going to talk about what matters most in these deals. He joins us next on BYU Sports Nation. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by the Tim Daly Auto Group, serving Utah since 1968. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Cougar Canyon going to be rocking for the Baylor game, the home opener. Join us Friday for the final BYUSN special of the summer. BYU football performing in a pandemic, looking back at the amazing 2020 season. Friday at noon Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio. We are live in Studio C. With your day-to-day -day BYU Sports play-by-play, -play, I am Spencer Linton, teamed up alongside Jerem Jordan. It is our pleasure now to welcome in for his BYU Sports Nation debut. Really? The current nice. voice of the Utah Jazz and a man who has called 10 years worth of BYU football games. Frankly, and from a personal standpoint, he, he is a, a big reason why I even got into this business. Craig Bowlerjack oh, is with goodness. us on BYU Sports Station. Craig, it's great to have you on the show. Uh, Spencer, Jerem, uh, great to, to have uh, the opportunity. Thanks for the invitation. I appreciate it. Uh, we promise no Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert questions. Is that cool? <laughs> you know, I, I don't know much. I wish I could break news right now on BYU Nation, but uh, you know what? I think, things, I think things will work itself out sooner than later. That's for sure. Now, as a former linebacker at Kansas State, Big 12 guy, and I mentioned you've called so many college football games, not just BYU, I mean, you worked extensively in the SEC. You've been to the biggest venues and called just massive college football games. You have a unique perspective about what television rights and television deals mean at the highest levels of college football. So what makes a certain school, university, or team attractive to those high-end television partners that essentially are causing these huge, huge numbers to be put mm. out in the new TV deals? You know, Spencer, it really comes down to the fan base, in my opinion. You know, the, the 13 years I was at CBS and I called, you know, doubleheader day on, on Saturdays in the SEC, I do the early game and Vern Lundquist would do the late game. But it was all about the fan base, the eyes on the game. And I think that's where BYU comes in to play. Look, independence was one thing. And ESPN knew that it was beyond just – just Provo, Utah. It was uh, the church, obviously, is worldwide, but also West Coast, East Coast, middle of the country. Uh, that's where BYU value lies, is with the eyes on the product. And I think that's, uh, you know, the same with Notre Dame, why NBC had the exclusivity with, with Notre Dame as well. So it's fan base. It's also TV ratings and how much they can charge for a commercial, and also the metro areas. Now, look, Provo, Utah is still surrounded by Salt Lake City. It's all become one, kind of like Dallas-Fort Worth, right? 
So the the whole Valley Corridor, uh, you know, has its eyes on BYU. And yes, up on the hill at Utah, I mean, they've got their eyes as well. But it really comes down to, to basically, I think, uh, who's going to watch. And the other big part, I think, too, um, Jerem and Spencer, is the time frame. Mm. Where do you fit in the block? of television on the day-to-day Saturday, Thursday night, Friday night football. Can you do a West Coast game in prime time? Absolutely. BYU fits it perfectly and always has for ESPN. And the same will hold true, I think, when they hit Big 12 uh, because they're going to fit that middle time zone or late time zone, whichever they want to put them in. And the same will hold true uh, with Utah uh, if, if, the Pac-12 survives, and or if Big 12 comes searching because, again, it puts them in a time a slot that will benefit them from that 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. window when they go triple or quadruple header day on, on ESPN or ABC. And we've certainly seen uh, a lot of those. Some fans don't like uh, that, right? Hey, an 826 <laughs> yes. local kick, 1026 Eastern, which technically it's only primetime for like 34 minutes over there. But it's about being national. It's about being visible, and that means dollars, right? You mentioned the Pac-12 and the, and the, the Big 12. What do you think of what's going on right now where we're waiting to see what happens with the Pac-12? They look, or Pac-10 in a couple of years, they look like they're going to stay together. That TV deal that they're negotiating currently will tell us everything. It will. You know, I read this morning, I think it was Dennis Dodd who said something about, uh, again, the, the Big the Big Ten may still pickpocket a few teams out of the Pac-12. Mostly they're looking at Cal. Look, not a great football program, but again, it's eyes. It's it's the, the, the California market. Yeah. Uh, Oregon has great history. Washington as well. Uh, it's the Northwest. And there's eyes on those two programs as well. Uh, don't know if that would probably break the Pac-12, to be honest. Utah would be out looking. And I think Utah obviously is a, uh, a, t- a team, a school that will land, I think, on its feet, whether that's Big 12. I think that's where they probably have to go is Big 12. If the Big 10 have all, has already kind of said, nah, not interested. So what I like about if Utah does go Big 12 is you have rivalry. And I'd say one thing, guys, that I think the chancellors, the presidents all forget. I get the money. Uh, I get it. But the bottom line to football from my eyes and what I have seen in my days at ESPN, Fox, and CBS is that the conferences are built on those rivalries. You cannot manufacture a rivalry game. It has to happen over years. It has to happen with big plays like we just saw with Utah and BYU. Uh, It has to play into coaches and relationships. Ronnie McBride and Lavelle Edwards back in the day. You know, it takes time to build these rivalries, and I hope that schools understand that, you know, the money's one thing, but you still have to deliver for the fan, and the fan likes the rivalry. Rivalry weekend is there for a reason, and I think you're losing that now when you see the Pac-12 being dissected. And that concerns me. Look, if you look at the SEC, the games I called were multiple Bama-Auburn, all right? I saw LSU-Bama. <laughs> I saw Florida. Uh, and a ton of Florida uh, and the Gators when they were in their prime with Spurrier as their head coach and LSU as well. Um, 
you know, that that you cannot replicate. So my point is, if when Oklahoma and Texas, who were the powerhouses of the Big 12, depart in 24 to the SEC, I hope they'll understand that they will they will be minimal players in a title run or a conference championship for years because it's owned by Bama. It's owned by Auburn. And that's Tennessee. When I did games, when Peyton Manning played, they were at the top of the heap at that particular time, but just for a short time. So my point is, Hey, OU, Hey, Texas, you you were powerful, a, a powerful teams during your tenure with the big 12, but watch out. The SEC is crowded, and it's going to be difficult to split those recruiting, uh, you know, top five, uh, those uh, five-star athletes, because uh, a guy named Nick Saban has just an incredible way of grabbing the best of the best. He is an elite play-by-play man, Craig Bowlerjack, the current voice of the Utah Jazz on television, uh, called high-level college football for decades, kind enough to join us on BYU Sports Nation. Let's talk about the new Big 12, Craig, with Texas and Oklahoma leaving for the SEC, as you just documented, and where they fit in over there. Mac Rhodes, the athletic director at Baylor, feels like, hey, with BYU coming in and these other three teams from the American, we feel like as a conference we're going to be right back where we were collectively getting as much money in our new TV deal as we are currently right now, which is about $42 million per year. Is that about inflation, or is it that more about the value that these new four teams are going to bring in? Because the idea that that per school annual revenue would remain the same even without Texas and Oklahoma is certainly an eye-opener. Are you buying into that? You know, there's always a way to to sell the product, right, or to to make it look good or or build your conference up. But you know what? Football has a following, and it's it's another religion, in my opinion, guys. I mean, I, I witnessed it in the SEC when you see, and look at how BYU uh, travels around the country uh, and shows up in, in stadiums on, on any given Friday or Saturday. Um, you know, I think everyone's going to try to inflate their value to make them look uh, inviting in case they want to uh, go out and, and bring another team into the mix. Um, it really depends on what comes over the next couple of years. And I think you know, network television can only do so much with advertising and can only dictate so much in the ratings. But the streaming services, in my opinion, are going to play a, a big factor. They already have, by the way, Amazon and the NFL on Thursday night. Look, Al Michaels, one of the best of the best. And, you know, they pickpocketed him uh, away. And that's going to be an interesting experiment to see if the streaming services can actually survive. Yahoo, Hulu. Who am I missing? Uh, Fobu. Uh, is it Fubu or Fobu? <laughs> Sorry. Fubu are the uh, uh, the clothes. Yeah. Okay. Um, YouTube. Uh, I yeah. mean, guys, yep. Yep. I really think, you know, the networks may get squeezed out and they're making their last stand uh, right now to, to make these mega conferences and to own it. It's going to take millions. You know, the NBA is into billions. And college football is popular, but they got to be careful. Don't break the success, how you got there. And, you know, my biggest concern, though, and the fans will dictate this, uh, Spencer and, and Jeremiah, uh, is, is the fact that if they're not into those the schedule and if they've lost the rivalry, 
Uh, I'm not sure how long that those teams or those those schools will stay that interested in the schedule. BYU, you guys know, you know, being independent for so long, you know, when I call BYU games, you could circle the games you wanted to see. Utah, Utah State, San Diego State, right? Air Force was an incredible battle each and every year. But then when BYU went independent, they lost a lot of they lost a ton of those rivalry games. And so who wanted to see Western Kentucky in November, right on a cold night uh, in, in November when ESPN put them in prime time? But, uh, you know, it wasn't the best the best game, and the stands kind of showed that at times. So be careful for what you wish, uh, in, in my opinion. I think it's a dangerous time in college football. It's interesting. It's intriguing, yes. But, boy, I'd say when you start breaking up you know, conferences that have longevity, success, and terrific programs and the rivalries that the fans uh, pay dearly for on a yearly basis to get those tickets. Um, I know the network money sounds good, but it still comes back down to putting seats, uh, those those fans in the seats. And I'm anxious to see how fans react to all this. Yeah, certainly. Uh, Rutgers UCLA might not be a big ratings boost. No, no, no. <laughs> You know, I mean, you know, on paper, you go, hey, I got a ticket, right? Uh, but it's not the one that's going to, you know, really put a lot of eyes. And, and honestly, I, I think uh, Spencer and, and Jerem is is the bottom line is is that that will be the calling card. I mean, they'll, they'll sell tickets, but who comes? It, does it intrigue you in November? Does it have a does it have an impact on a conference standing or a conference championship and or and I think that's or a division championship where you get a chance to play for the SEC title, right? Which then leads you into a potential national championship. Um, what happens to the Rose Bowl if yeah. the Pac-12 goes away? I mean, you know, Keith Jackson said it best, you know, in my Keith Jackson impersonation, you know, the granddaddy of them all, you know, and what happens? What happens to those, to those long, the legacy of college football, if the Pac-12 and the Rose Bowl's impact goes away, you know, again, it goes back to that statement we had earlier was be careful what you wish for. The yeah. money looks good in the bank, but in reality, what are you, what are you giving up um, to basically cash those checks? And it could catch up with you, in my opinion. Yeah. Some thought provoking questions brought to us by an elite play-by-play man, Craig Bowlerjack on BYU Sports Nation. Craig, we thank you for the time. And uh, who knows, maybe the Utes and Cougars are back in the same Power Five conference at some point. That would be fantastic. I would, I'll be honest. I think it'd be great, personally. I miss the rivals, the rivalry. And look, uh, you know, there's always that edgy edge with BYU and Utah. You know, the team on the hill or, the, or that team down south. That's what it's about. It's about, it's about having those rivalries intact. And you know what? Uh, I'll be honest. I know you got to go. But uh, Kansas City uh, brought in their um, uh, a, a group of people about six months ago to understand more about BYU, and I was I had a chance to talk to them, uh, their uh, Chamber of Commerce, and they were so excited to have a chance to come to Salt Lake and Provo, and I think that they were so sold and at that time unknowing about the football legacy here uh, with the Cougars and the stadium and the backdrop of the mountains. Uh, and I hope that Utah can be a part of that if, if the big, if the Pac-12 uh, dissolves because 
not only do you still have the time frame, but you also have a built-in rivalry that is for real. It's not manufactured. If that happens, I think only it's a win-win situation for the schools and the fan base. You can follow him on Twitter at BuckleUpBowler. Craig, thanks for the time. Great to have you. My pleasure, guys. Take care. Next time we'll talk Mitchell, okay? Okay. Sounds good. (laughs) You got it. Thanks, Craig. Man, he brings up some great great points. Yes, and the last part about Kansas City is interesting. So Kansas City hosts the men and women's basketball tournaments. That's why they are particularly interested in one of the new guys, right? Or or, uh, gals in this case. I'm excited to, yeah, be in Kansas City for those tournaments and see what that's like. Obviously, there's church history there as well. A lot of uh, BYU fans will enjoy the trip to Kansas City. Uh, That is big time. Big 12 tournament weekend in March. That'll be fun. That's big time. Okay, coming up, Johnny Linehan on Jake Oldroyd and Ryan Rico. And how does BYU as a football unit need to respond to the Notre Dame jersey unveil Mm. for the Shamrock Series? Because it was epic. Like a full-on film, four-minute film. This is BYU Sports Nation. With tan is the answer. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Maersk, your e-commerce logistics shipping partner. Interact with BYU Sports Nation on the social media, on the Facebook, the Twitter, the Instagram, and the YouTube and the TikTok. Nothing makes you sound older than just adding the The, unnecessarily. The Facebook. Yeah, hey, I was on the the Facebook, and now I'm 80. (laughs) I was noticing some funny things on the TikTok. He is the Jerem. I am the Spencer. Yeah. Let's whip it. The Cougar Whip Ramp presented by Marisk, your e-commerce logistics shipping partner. It was mentioned earlier, but let's go back to it. Regarding the yet-to-be-negotiated Big 12 TV deal starting in 2025, probably negotiated next summer, Fiddler Athletic Director Mac Rhodes tells 365 Sports, he is really, quote, really optimistic we, Big 12, will be at the same level in terms of last season of the Big 12 contract or better. It was 42 Is that a bit optimistic to you? Mm, Yes and no, and I alluded to it in the opening segment, but I feel like just because the world is inflating financially, like how much is 42.6 million per team worth when they get to that new TV deal in 2025? Is it more like 35 million or more like 32 million? How much, like how much, how much is inflation impacting this? So it's nice to think about right now, like, oh, in 2022, 42.6 million per team, that's gonna stay the same when the, the new Big 12 is all in place. Great, yeah. But there's inflation, right? So maybe it's not worth as much as the actual number that we're looking at. Feels like that'd be a really high infl- inflation. I also wonder how long they want that TV deal to be and what that looks like, because guess what? We're going to know yeah. in, in the next couple months or year, obviously, what the Pac-12 looks like or not, so that maybe that you add you may add value yeah. from other big profile. Uh, John Wilner told us that we should know by the start of the college football season, have a good idea of what that deal is going to be for the Pac-12. August 4th is the, uh, the end of the primary negotiations with ESPN and Fox as the current writer. How about this video of Atiki Ali Atiki as we move from football TV deals to the hard court in basketball? He's slapping the top of the backboard. David Thompson, is that you? It's like 12 feet. On a scale of 1 to 10, how impressed are you? Why isn't it 1 to 12? Uh, David Thompson, by the way, uh, they said that uh, he would uh, he would uh, leave a dollar up there and take four quarters down from the top <laughs> of the backboard. Uh, how impressed am I? Uh, very. It's more impressive if he, if he like touches it and dunks it. Didn't Dwight Howard do that or something? 
But like, that's crazy athletic. I'm excited to see his development. Obviously, super raw, just played a couple years. But he's going to be a, a big player on this team this year yeah. at center. Well, they've doubled down because they, their roster is set. He's literally the only five he, on the team. He's the five. He's, he's the, the only center, one. Right? No uh, pressure. Man, I, it's hard for me not to say 12, right? Because it's a 12-foot jump. I'm very impressed. But mostly I hope that just means rim protection and a ton of block shots. Don't act like you're not impressed. A video of a dude kicking targets is making the rounds, and some people think it's Fred Warner. In fact, Cobb Minoy tweeted, Fred Warner, tell him stop. It definitely <laughs> looks like him, but it's not. Or is it? Oh, Fred, Fred's bigger than that guy, for sure. Not saying Fred isn't as athletic right, as that guy. He's got the same hairdo. But that is next level. That takes so years of training to be able to do that stuff. I think Fred could do this next summer. Fred, let's go. Let's go, baby. <laughs> it's definitely not Fred, but that's hilarious. It's not Fred. An unbelievable kick is true. It's, it's fun, fun to think about it. That's, that's, that's not Fred. It's not Fred. Fred got married. You know, he's relaxing on the beach somewhere before Fred training ain't, camp. Fred ain't kicking. I guess, I guess they're back in training camp now. But, he was yeah. kicking it, not kicking the Ex target. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Notre Dame revealed they will be wearing white with gold trim uniforms for their Shamrock Series game in Las Vegas against BYU and did so with a remake video from the movie The Hangover. So which Not Vegas- Not often seen by this audience. Which Vegas-based, hey, it's edited on TNT. Which Vegas-based movie <laughs> should BYU spoof to reveal their uniform combo? This audience loves the Ocean movies, yeah. specifically Ocean, Ocean 11. Ocean's 11. Where they talk about the Mormon twins. Yeah, there are natural ties there. And Scott Conn's character, Turk Malloy, asks, uh, you know, Sal Bloom, have you ever been to Provo? <laughs> What if Tom Homo asked Jack Swarbrick, the AD of Notre Have Dame. you ever been to Provo? Because you're not <laughs> playing the game here. That'd be fun. Have you ever been to Provo? But serious question though, uh, what what uni should BYU wear? Like uh, they got to wear blue, right? They got to wear blue. Absolutely. It, it's just a question of is it, uh, is it the Royal AD? Is it the All Royal? Is it a mix? Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. Maybe it's uh, yeah All Royal and then the white with royal helmets. I don't know. I'll, Maybe I, they have something special. I love all those combos. I don't really care. Like an all, I think, all tan with blue. Just kidding. Remember on April Fools who put out the tan jersey? It actually looked all right. Now, no, knowing Billy Nixon and uh, the cohort over there, I feel like they've got something special up there. The coven. Based, based on what has happened here at Notre Dame, BYU's gonna do something special. Uh, why wouldn't you for Notre Dame? Absolutely. Yeah, it's going to be cool. They do special stuff for Utah Tech. It's going to be cool. Like, we're going to be a good. special helmet. I don't know. It's, they're going to do something cool, though. Ooh, special helmet. Maybe. Okay, coming up, today's Rise and Shadow. And one of the great specialists at BYU is discussing more great specialists currently at BYU. Johnny Linehan joins us next. Are we, is Ryan Rico, is, is he the guy? You know what I think. Is he the Ray Guy Award winner? You know what I think. BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Do you like punches and fumbles and recoveries and touchdowns and stuff? It's not rhetorical, do you? I do like it. Oh, that's great. Run Into History featuring Tyler Algier's amazing 2021 season is now on demand from After Further Review's season premiere last night on the BYU TV app. Welcome back to BYU Sports Station. We are live in Studio C with our second guest of the day. As promised, we are discussing specialists with a former kicking specialist at BYU, none other than Johnny Linehan back on the program. Up, Johnny, bro? great to have you with us. Hey, how's it going? Great to be back. It's been a minute. We have a gift for you. Yes. So we had this in Studio B. 
Regifting my gift? Yes. <laughs> Indeed, we are. Beat Boise State. So we want you to have that. You need well, to hang that in your you office, want. man. Yeah. So I have another one, Beat Utah State. And I was going to bring that today and give it to you. So I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad I didn't. I'm glad I was. We don't to want you. it. So keep, I, keep both. I told you the story of this last time I was on the show, right? The, Remind us. The editing department from BYU is amazing. Yes, Dave Roberg and company. Yeah, when I did this pose, I think there was a little extracurricular ha- happening in my nostril, and it has been oh, removed. Few bats in the cave. <laughs> so yeah, few bats nice. in the cave. So that's great. Yeah, nice. I remember the unedited photo got released, and someone said, "Hey, is that a uh, you know?" and so they edited it out, so credit. Well, well done. Yeah, making, making me look good. Well yes. done. Jaron Wilkie, BYU Photo, those guys. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, hey, it's Dave Roberg and Dave and Roberg. homies. Yeah, they're the Photoshop. That's right. I'm glad you brought up Utah State and Boise State because those rivalries are essentially going away for a while with BYU going to the Big 12. So Boise State's going away. Utah State, we hope, comes back. Added emphasis yeah. in, in winning these games. So, like, there's meaning to those posters. Beat Utah State, beat Boise State. That needs to happen for BYU this year based on those games. Who knows when they're coming back? Yeah, definitely. I mean, Boise State, that's the one that got away last year. Absolutely. So, we got to gotta get the monkey off the back again and go into the Big 12 with momentum. Okay, let's sure. talk, let's talk about specialists. Obviously, while you're here, so Jake Oldroyd's on the Lou Groza, natural fit, amazing. Uh, Ryan Rico, this guy on my shirt, uh, Ray guy. BYU's lucky to have this pair, and for a third straight year. I think after this year, this might be this might be it. Yeah, these guys are too good. Yeah, um, tell us what makes them so good. Yeah, so first of all, credit to them for making the list. The list doesn't mean a lot because there's most of the guys on the list, right, that are returning. I made the list. That's, that's how much it doesn't mean guy. anything because <laughs> I made the list. <laughs> but uh, Jake obviously has been a finalist for the Grozer a couple years ago, so expecting him to get back there. That's and, the real yeah. list. And Yeah, that's the real list, yes. the semifinal and the finalist list. But th- those guys should definitely at least be semifinalists, but they have the ability to win the trophies, and that would be pretty cool to to put a few more trophies in the locker room. And Ryan doesn't make the finalists and semifinalists because BYU's offense is too good. Yeah, that's Li- a shame. No, literally. That's they shame. are not punting enough, <laughs> which is a good problem. Well, it depends. <laughs> in your opinion. Yeah. You're the only yeah. No, but seriously, le- the last two years when BYU punts, it is a different level of engagement now mm-hmm. because we can see Ryan Rico just go off. Yeah. Like, he, he came to BYU and was super athletic. He was asked if he wanted to be a defensive lineman or even a tight end, and he said, no, I want to be an NFL punter. What makes him a great punter? Well, I mean, first of all, his brother Austin, he played at Idaho. He was a, a finalist for the Ray guy. He should have actually won it in 2014. As an FCS guy. Yeah, but that's probably the reason he didn't win it because he played for Idaho. And then he was a semifinalist for the Grozer in 2016. Amazing. So it's just the family mm. genes. Right, and so growing up with a close brother like Austin, Ryan's been pushed, and they're just phenomenal athletes, and he has the build. But, I mean, Ryan's just different. You hear the boom, you see the technique, everything's perfect, so he's got all the skills in the world to be the NFL punter for sure, and I'm expecting him to to go after this year, so hopefully we get to see him show out. How about the long of 83 yards, which is wild. The BYU record. Averaged almost 50 yards per punt, but again, didn't hit the number of punts required to like yeah. qualify. 40 is not enough to qualify <laughs> in a lot of the stats, which is crazy. He's a special player, no question about it. He's the um, best player on the team, Smith. The ten- <laughs> I've been saying that last hey, two years. Agreed, agreed. <laughs> like, he's the best player. <laughs> At what he too. does, he is the best. Uh, you said it last year with Tyler Algier, too. So. I still agree with myself. Uh, okay. <laughs> well, one, one, one's in the NFL and got drafted in the fifth round. We'll see what Ryan Rico does. Okay. okay. Yes, the punter is not going to be drafted <laughs> in the same. Ryan Rico. Will Ryan Rico have a longer career than Tyler Algier in the NFL? 
I don't know. Ryan will go I, fifth round. Ryan will he, go fifth round. Fifth round. You could. think he'll he equal could. Tyler in the fifth round? He, he has the absolute potential to be the first punter off the board. Last year, everyone was hyping up the San Diego State guy. He's great, and he had phenomenal stats, deserving Ray guy winner. He doesn't hit the ball as high as some of these other guys like Ryan and then Jordan Stout, who okay. was the first punter off the board last year. So okay. the scouts are going to come here and see him put up five and a half second hang time and you know break the roof in the IPF. They're going to move him outside. And I haven't seen people hit the ball as consistently like Ryan. So yeah. he's going to be one of the first. Johnny, you need board. to be ESPN's punter insider <laughs> yeah. at the, at the NFL ours. draft, right? Our not to mention ours. Hey, we're, we were going to ask Dennis Pitta, but he's not coaching special teams anymore. <laughs> not yet. We got, we've got Johnny. Okay, Johnny, I want to talk about the tandem of Jake Oldroyd and Ryan Rico. Um, we did some homework. Our student staff went to work, and they looked at the watch list. And there are only eight schools that have both a kicker and a punter on these respective lists. BYU is obviously one of those. Does BYU have the best kicker-punter combo in the country? I mean, who, who's there with them? Well, my unbiased opinion, yes. <laughs> I think, As you wear a BYU shirt. Is Texas Tech on that list as well? Because my, my friend, play, he's the punter at Texas it Tech. Is, no. Texas they're Tech not, is not on the I list. I think their kicker must have. He, he left last Louisiana year. Tech, Miami, Tulsa, Arkansas, Arizona, Michigan, UTSA, and BYU. Having my, the returner Miami's pretty matters. Good. Miami's pretty good. Yeah. Okay. Miami, Miami might, might be there, but BYU. I know Jake. Jake's mindset, mentality, he showed it the very first time he stepped on the field against Arizona. 25 years ago, right? And then, <laughs> and then Ryan, Ryan's just phenomenal. He's, he's I, I hope we get to see what he can do because people just think he can boom it. But this kid, he can pooch it. He can do everything. And he holds for Jake as well. So yep. just that relationship that they have is second to none. And had a fake punt up by a lot of points in 2020. Yeah, that, that, that embarrassed me. <laughs> that, I was like, that was my moment. <laughs> that's what it was supposed yeah, to look that's like. That's what it was supposed to be. Okay, so Jake's, Jake's thing has been chronicled, obviously, 2019, some struggles there. Um, and he talked about it in his deep blue, right? But, like, hopefully he's healthy because he's, he's got an issue with his back. Obviously, that's a huge deal for any football player, but especially a kicker. When he's healthy, he's, he's money. Yeah. So the hope is he's healthy going into the season because I, I believe, and I think we all do, a lot of the success of Utah over the years in the Pac-12 getting better is that they had elite kickers and punters, field position, you win close games with a, a field goal here or there. BYU has those guys for some of these big games this year with Notre Dame and Arkansas and Baylor and Oregon and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And I think against those types of teams you're going to see the specialist impact more because it's going to be closer games and points are going to matter and the field position is going to come into play more than it has in the past and that's why Ryan's sat on the bench a lot because they haven't needed to use him but you know Jake when he's healthy he's money and he doesn't need to kick the ball hard he just gets that pop off his foot and it, it flies and so but the back's so such a confusing thing you don't know when it's going to go you don't know what's going to tweak it when he did his knee the first time when I when I was going into my I think my red shirt junior year, <laughs> and he was coming in as a freshman. He was just stretching and his knee cracked. So it's like. Was that 2016, that was 2016. UCLA? So that, that was actually in fall camp. So oh. yeah, no one, oh. even the coaches barely knew who he was because he, he couldn't do fall camp. Oh, after right, right. Sitting that out. Right, so, right. Yep. Yeah, then he came back and did that. But with his back, you know, you could just be walking or, you know, bend over to pick up something and tweak it. So hopefully he's figured it out. I know he does a lot of rehab, a lot of work to get it right. And so, yeah. I really hope we can figure that out. Yeah. Johnny Linehan, one of the great specialists at BYU. Thanks for hanging out in Studio C, man, <laughs> for in, the man. insight into uh, maybe the best tandem in 
you know, college football. Hey, yeah, these fun. guys yeah. so much greater than I am. And I just want to give a shout-out. Carter, I know you're watching. My five-year-old, yes. he's going to be on BYU one day. He's a big kicker. He might be on the basketball go. team. And JJ, she's watching My Little Pony. But got to give those guys a <laughs> yeah. shout-out. They're my squad. Love Carter, you. named after Dan awesome. Carter, the great uh, Kiwi rugby. Yeah, and JJ, Jordan, Michael Jordan. There you go. We're a sports family, baby. <laughs> awesome. Thanks, it. Johnny. Thanks. Thank you. Coming up, today's Rise and Shout-out to the best BYU football player on the team. Plus, our elite voice of the day. Is it more about the channel your team is on or the money involved? This is BYU Sports Nation. Need voice to stay. Still apply. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. You demand it, we give it. The show's on demand via the free BYU TV and BYU Radio app. To download the podcast, subscribe, rate, our question of the day, what's more important to you? The channels that you can watch your favorite college football teams on or the money involved with the deal that has those television rights and why? Our elite voice of the day presented by Sundance Mountain Resort comes in from Jim Roberts MN on the Twitter machine. He says, quote, show me the money. Nice. There will always be ways to watch your team play unless you're depending on the Pac-12 network. Too soon, he asks. <laughs> now that BYU's in the Big 12, we just launched grenades. Oh, we were launching that grenades at the Pac-12 Network in Independence. Yeah. We need to be careful, though. We're not I an know. HD in every system, either. <laughs> Today's Rise and Shoutout presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. You said you were given to the best BYU football player, so is that yeah, Jaron Hall? It's Ryan, it's Ryan Rico. Oh. Ryan Rico is incredible and underappreciated, and he's a uh, player, too. The best so. BYU football player is still at his position? Yeah. Still. Better than the quarterback, still, Jaron Hall. Still. Better than the offensive lineman. Yep, yep. It's better than Blake Freeland. And Clark Barrington. Uh, combined. Wow. <laughs> wow. No, it, it's... I love Ryan. Yeah. No, it's, it's, he's, he's awesome, man. It's fun to have a lot of great players. You guys got a lot of great players on this team. And with great players come great, great expectations. Great responsibility. <laughs> Our thanks to today's guests, Craig Bowlerjack. And Johnny Linehan. Sorry to Dennis. You know special teams, but not as much as Johnny. Conversation continues 24-7 on the Facebook, the Instagram, and the Twitter. Hashtag BYUSN. For Jeremiah and Spencer, shout yes. out to Brad Hunter the punter. Nice. See you tomorrow back here in Studio City.